Hi, I'm Carmen Almasan and I'm with Emily Rios and we're going to do a series on newcomers and the American dream. Today's podcast is about the history of immigrants in America. The history of immigration in America has always been, has always had a variety of why people come, why people decide to leave their country and many of the reasons why people would leave would be because there was a lot of war, violence, and conflict in their country. There was a lot of famine and hunger, um, the lack of jobs, poverty, religion oppression. For example, many Irish immigrated to the United States due to famine, and most immigrants were Africans that were forced into slavery. So that's kind of where the history of immigration in America started. And these immigrants were either arrived in Angel Island or in Ellis Island. And these two islands are very different. The only thing that they're similar is that they were for people to come and to make their immigration process. But the condition, the way you were treated was very different. And one of the main differences was that the majority of immigrants that traveled through Angel Island were Asian were from Asian countries such as Japan, China, Korea and in that island there were a lot of interpreters just because of the language barrier. Um the shelters barely had room for people to move, um, to like put their clothes and like the bunks had no mattresses and compared to Ellis Island, the people were weren't there as long as um immigrants were in Angel Island. So I think that's one of the main big differences between these two islands and how these both shaped your process into coming into America. There are several reasons why immigrants decide to move to America. The first being jobs and a better economy. Many countries lack jobs and they have high numbers of unemployment. Another reason being, in America, people have more political freedom and freedom of religion. People get basic rights that they lack in other countries. There are also better jobs and people are able to get a better education. I agree with you, Emily, and... I think that a lot of immigrants viewed the American dream as something that was not handed to you, but something that would be there for you when you would just come into America and have it right in front of you or have everything available to you. And how we saw in the excerpt of American Eye, um, we saw that this lady really struggled in America when she first came because she had this mindset that everything would be easy for her to get but then she comes to America and she realizes that everything isn't as easy as people think it is like many people believe that you're coming to America and everything's going to be handed to you but there's a lot of language barriers literacy education that interferes with that and you have to really work hard for what you want to accomplish in America And I think that another 
point of view from the American dream is how they see the Statue of Liberty. I feel like the the Statue of Liberty brings a lot of hope to many immigrants because they see the Statue of Liberty and they're like, wow, like she's saying there's freedom. Like we saw in the excerpt that she said, give me all your weaknesses or give me all your problems. And it kind of gives immigrants a sense of hope, like everything's going to be better now. We're going to, we're in this country where everything is better than from our native country. We're going to have a blank canvas. We're going to start over again and it's going to be great. And I think many people... Feel a sense of calmness now that when they when they would arrive to America because like we saw in the in Amanda Gorman's The Hill We Climb poem, she said we are striving to forge our union with a purpose to compose a country committed to all cultures, colors, characters, and conditions of man. And I think that this line was very interesting to me just because it applies so well to the American dream and how people view it. Many people also see it from the point of view that they're not going to be discriminated. They are going to be able to express themselves. They're not going to be um, executed. They're not going to, just because they're a different religion, they're from, they're a different color or, or a lot of stuff like that. And I feel like this poem really showed how people see our country as a country of hope, a country of new beginnings. They see, they look at our country and they're like, I want to go there because I want to accomplish so many things that my native country isn't allowing me to do. Or I want to express myself the way that I can't here in my own country. And America is the place where I can do it. And I think that is really good that many people see America as a country where many people can accomplish so many things and have a purpose. Some of the restrictive policies that people face are that it's difficult to assimilate and get used to the American way of life. In many cases, people don't speak English or a common language that people know. They are also used to having a different type of government and some of the people that arrive to the United States are extremely poor and have little to no money to start start a new life. Um, another problem they face is overcrowding where many people live in a small place and that causes diseases and sicknesses to spread easily. They also face tension between ethnic communities and different religions. A lot of people that arrive to the United States from different countries face discrimination for di because they are different. And these people are also offered low paying jobs that are often in dangerous conditions. When people arrive to the United States and experience these things, they no longer have the same picture of the American dream. It is no longer what they thought it was or how it was explained to them. An example of 
Restrictive Immigration is the Naturalization Act of 1870. The Naturalization Act granted citizenship to African descents and immigrants, but denied citizenship to non-whites. And this was specifically to Asian immigrants. A few more examples of restrictive immigration is the Chinese Exclusion Act of 1882. This act prohibited Chinese laborers from entering the United States. And lastly, the Gentlemen's Agreement of 1907, where Japan stops immigration and the U.S. stops segregation and discrimination against Japanese people. And we can see how the history of immigration is very important, simply because we get information on how it started, how and what the conditions were of people when they were coming here what they struggled to, what they saw America and the American dream as, and the struggles that they faced as they were settling into America. We'll be taking a short break here, but we'll be right back. <laughs> 